The terms functional fitness or functional exercise have become fitness buzzwords that don't necessarily mean what its proponents think it means. So let's take it to the dictionary to find out what functional actually means. So function, an activity or purpose natural to or intended for a person or thing, practical use or purpose in design. So when we look at function, do we think handstand push-ups, burpees, dangling from a chin-up bar like a fish out of water? Do those movements have any practical use? Yes, they are difficult, and being competent in any of them would probably lead to a greater overall level of fitness, but could there be movements that are more functional? When I think of functional fitness, I think of movements that will help you in your everyday functions. Carrying groceries, lifting children, going up and down stairs, etc. I think a truly functional movement will mimic your daily tasks, making your everyday movements easier. When it comes to functional movements, they should be accessible for a wide range of age groups and abilities, and I think they should also require minimal specialized equipment. Now lastly, these movements are not about building a great physique, although they will definitely help. Big compound movements like squats, deadlifts, and bench press should be the foundation of most people's workouts. However, these functional movements are for people looking to improve function and longevity of their body. So most of these movements are not going to pack on slabs of muscle onto your frame, but they will help with mobility, strength, and overall function. So the first one is weighted carries. A weighted carry is exactly what it sounds like. You pick something up and you carry it for a distance. Weighted carries will strengthen your grip, so your hands and your forearms, your upper back, your core and your legs primarily. It's likely that you will carry something every day, whether that's kids, groceries, furniture, dishes, a briefcase, etc. And so you should aim to strengthen this motion by practicing weighted carries. Now there's a lot of variations of weighted carries, including farmer's walk, suitcase carry, bent arm carry, zercher carry, and each one of these emphasizes slightly different parts of your body. So my suggestion would be try them all out and see which ones are most functional for you. Now with all of these movements, I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes that you can go to, it will take you to YouTube and it'll show you what each of these carries looks like and then you can try to implement them in your own workout routine. Uh, the next functional movement is a get up. So being able to get up from the floor isn't a move that will get you lots of likes on social media, but it will certainly serve you in real life. Unless you have small children, you probably don't spend a lot of time sitting on anything lower than a chair. And so what this means is that you're losing the ability to get up off the floor or of a, off of a low bench. So one of the biggest benefits of a get up is the mobility required to get your body into proper position. Hip, knee, ankle, and toe mobility will all be required to get your body into this position to get up and then get back down again. Whether you're picking up something off the floor, tying your shoes, playing with kids, or you've fallen down and need to get back up, getting up is a skill that you should be practicing. So to do a get up, you must first get down. So what you're gonna do is sit on the floor, either on your bum with your legs in front of you, you can be crisscrossed, or even on your knees. And from there, you're going to stand up. And it's, it is actually that simple. So for a good workout, you could try different variations, making sure to use both legs. You could try it weighted. Maybe you're holding something or wearing a backpack or a weighted vest or, or anything that would make it a little bit more difficult if you find it's too easy. 
You could also try something as advanced as a Turkish get up, which is a, a multi-movement movement that's going to really focus on strength, mobility, and coordination. The third functional movement is front-loaded full range of motion squats. Squatting is a fundamental human movement. All around the world, people squat. When you were a child, you squatted, and you squatted perfectly. However, over the years of a sedentary lifestyle and not performing full range of motion squats in general, lots of people lose the ability to perform a proper squat. So much like a get up, squats are great for hip, knee and ankle mobility. You do partial squats every day, getting out of bed in the morning, sitting down, standing up from a chair, going to the bathroom and more. And these all involve squatting. Most people associate back squats with squat workouts, and while those can be great, I would suggest that a front-loaded squat is more functional. When was the last time you were carrying something on your back and you had to squat? If you're doing a weighted squat in real life, chances are that you're carrying something or someone in front of you. Exercises like a goblet squat are great for perfecting the skill of squatting. Another benefit of front-loaded squats is that it can help to make up for a lack of mobility in the hips and ankles. If you were to try to squat down, you may find that before you get to the absolute bottom of your squat, you feel like you're going to tip back, and that's likely due to a lack of mobility in your ankles. When you hold a weight out in front of you, it acts as a counterbalance and can help you get into that deep position. If you don't have a kettlebell for goblet squats, no problem. You can use a dumbbell, backpack, a sack of potatoes, can of soup, small child, or even a pet, or something else that provides resistance. The next of my functional five exercises is wall slides or overhead presses. Chances are that you suffer from some level of upper cross syndrome. Upper cross syndrome is just a fancy way of saying that your shoulders are rolled forward and your head sits further forward than is optimal. It makes sense that this would happen as you do most of your work in front of you. Combine that with the chronic use of technology and you'll spend a lot of your day tightening the muscles in your chest and in the front part of your shoulder. As those tighten, they shorten and they pull your shoulders forward, creating the slumped shoulder look. Not only does it shorten the muscles in the front, but it rounds your upper back, creating a hunchback look. Now as you age, this position will become more and more permanent, limiting your ability to reach up overhead. So I want you to try this. I want you to exaggerate the hunchback. And now try to reach up straight above your head. That's going to be pretty difficult to do. And so when your body starts to bend forward and you lose your shoulder mobility, this becomes a massive blow to one's independence as they age. You begin to depend on other people to reach things that are above your head because you can't get yourself into that position. And so it's incredibly important to maintain an upright posture and good shoulder mobility. So think about everything you do with your arms above your head, reaching for various items, lifting kids, various sports, and so on. Now wall slides might be one of my favorite exercises of all time. They are a true game changer. Now once again, all of these exercises will have videos linked up in the show notes, but in case you don't want to go all the way over to YouTube, essentially with a wall slide, you're going to stand against the wall. So you're going to put your uh, shoulders and your hips against the wall, and you're going to put your feet about six to eight inches away from the wall. So right now you're leaning up against the wall with your shoulders and your hips touching the wall. 
Then you're gonna put your arms out almost as if you're being robbed. So you're gonna put your elbows against the wall and you're gonna to try to reach back and put your wrists against the wall as well. So if things are going well, it looks like someone's robbing you at gunpoint and you've got your hands in the air. So your elbows are at 90 degrees and your hands are up. And then from that point, you can just work on pressing your arms into the wall, or you could also do the sliding portion where you're gonna, while keeping things back and pressed, you're gonna raise your arms up as high as you can and then bring them back down, always keeping wall contact with your hips, shoulders, elbows, and wrists. Now the overhead press is also a great addition to the wall slides, as it's gonna to help to strengthen that overhead position. So when you think of lifting something onto a high shelf, this is gonna become much easier when you're stable and strong above your head. Now the next of the functional five movements is any single leg movement. I'm a firm believer that when your ability to walk goes, your quality of life is not far behind it. What single leg exercises are gonna do is they're gonna help you to maintain function of your legs for years to come. Not only will it strengthen your muscle, it's gonna to help to keep bones strong. And remember, this is that whole idea of adaptation. When you send a signal to your body to build strength, well, in order to build muscle, it's going to have to build strong bone as well. So while we may not build backbone, you can certainly slow down the rate at which your body will lose bone. And so as your body is having to use those bones, use those muscles, as the muscles are pulling against those bones, your body knows that you need dense bones. And so it's going to work to preserve those bones as long as it possibly can. And that's only going to happen through strength exercises. Now, another big benefit of single leg exercises is that it works on your balance and joint stability. When you remove your other leg from the equation, you force your body to stabilize itself. Also with single leg exercises, it's gonna help correct imbalances too. If you have one leg that's far stronger, it's going to take over on exercises that you use both legs for, like say a normal squat. So what you'll see in some people is as the weight gets heavier, as the resistance gets more, and they go down in the squat, their body's gonna to shift to one side and it's gonna to go towards a stronger side because it's relying on that leg to help lift it up. And so when we go to single leg exercises, we're avoiding that compensation that our body wants to do. So your body, its goal is just to move weight. It doesn't understand exactly what you're trying to do. It's just saying, how can I get uh, my human from down to up in the most efficient way possible? So it's gonna look for the path of least resistance. And so it's gonna borrow from the stronger side to make up for that weaker side. And then what we have is that stronger side is going to keep getting stronger and the weaker side is going to keep lagging behind. So when we use unilateral movements or single leg movements, we're exposing that weakness and we're allowing our body to create balance with itself. And finally, with single leg exercises, they require less resistance than traditional leg work. So just because you can squat 100 pounds, that doesn't necessarily mean that both legs can do 50 pounds each. Single leg exercises mean that you can challenge yourself from home without having to invest in a large amount of weight. So Probably my favorite single leg exercise is the Bulgarian split squat, where you're gonna put one foot up behind you and then you're just gonna squat down. So it's almost like a lunge, but your one foot is gonna remain up behind you and then you go down on, 
uh, with one leg and you come back up with that same leg. Also things like toe touches where you stand up nice and tall and you just see can you bend over and touch your toe um, just on one leg. That's another great one especially for that balance piece. And also lateral squats where you're going to step out to the side, squat down, favoring that one leg and then pushing back up. Now I want to give one bonus exercise to the functional five and that's bicep curls. And now I know what you're thinking, how are bicep curls functional? And I'm glad you asked. So almost any time you pick something up, you end up flexing or bending your elbow and that's your bicep in action. So having strong biceps not only makes you look strong, but it can be very functional as well. So throwing in a couple of bicep curls occasionally is really going to help as you go about carrying anything in real life. So that's my list of five plus one very functional movements. If you have movements that you think I missed or you have movements that you enjoy doing, please let me know and I'd love to include them in a future episode.